0: Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, The Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening.
1: Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio Advocacy and Gospel News for the Persecuted Church. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Warren Radio Advocacy Broadcast for the Persecuted Church is a fast moving gospel news program. All correspondence and inquiries of the WIBR Warren Radio Network can be sent to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. Today is the eight, Wednesday, the 18th day of March 2020, and the scripture reading for this week is Exodus chapter 35, verses 1 through chapter 38, verse 20. 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 13 through 26, and also 40, verses 40 and 50. And the New Testament portion is 2 Corinthians 9, chapter 6 through 11. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren radio on Twitter by Hashtag WatchmanIS216. Also hashtag WarnRadio. On LinkedIn you can find us by hashtag Watchman. And you can listen to our shows from the following networks. We ha- we're on Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk. Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Podchaser, and Deezer. You can also listen to our shows from Warren-USA.com or DanaGlenSmith.com. Please take time to read the pertinent articles by The Watchman. They're inspired. They're encouraging. They give us hope for this day and age that we're living in. And this week we feature American discontent, faith, and fragility. American discontent, fragility or frailty is instability or weakness. Faith is trust, confidence, and belief. With fragility, while wow, fragility can confront your faith. Christians are to overcome this through Jesus Christ. And the fourth estate, fake news and deception. The fourth estate, have you heard of it? It is the fourth estate that has taken center stage today in America. And also American truth and consequences. The truth and the consequences of any nation falling into sin, pride, and And rejecting truth follow an inevitable path of paranoia, fear, and delusion. You can go to warn-usa.com or danaglensmith.com to read the latest articles and please take time to read them and pass them on to your friends and relatives. And now I welcome in the (coughs) Watchmen. Greetings Dana, how are you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing good. How are you doing?
1: Great. Well, third time's a charm. It's the third time we've tried to connect tonight and it's working great, praise the Lord.
0: Yeah, and you're coming in crystal clear.
1: That's thank God. This is that's so distressing. I'm glad we were finally able to figure out something.
0: Yeah. So at any rate, upright we uh are up front, we are in Europe's paganism, an article that came out uh in CBN uh, dot com. And you know it's interesting, you, theologian Stephen Bullivant, and I don't know anything about this guy, but uh CBN quotes him. And it's not surprising. There's a lot of people I don't know about, but uh He says in Britain, something like 70 or 75 percent of British under 30 say they have no religion. Now, I know from our over two decades here and uh, putting out all these shows, how many of the young people themselves I've even come in contact with uh, who have uh, called our shows and done various things in order to find out, you know, you know, One time I I talked about uh, Halloween and the young person answered and, uh, you know, when I answered it, uh, he had said that he believed in Jesus, but also believed in Satanism. So over the course of several correspondence, we talked about that. Um, So we really do come in contact that when we see a lot of these kids today seemingly are lost and they're adrift and so it's not surprising that the internet the way social media is for these kids just somehow get lost
1: you know that's really tragic
0: it is it is tragic and the other other thing that we also have talked about too Tower is the fact that um, many of those old edifice edifices that were churches in Europe are now something else
1: mm-hmm. they've become mosques or um, theme parks to skateboard in or I don't know z- circuses it's tragic very tragic what's going on
0: and so when we, when we look at it I remember years ago David Wilkerson at that time Uh, had basically said that the light was out in europe Um, and we know at least um, it was in the uh, late 90s when uh, i was uh, working on writing and shows and putting up our websites it was in the very beginning of this end time ministry and uh, i had come across stuff from europe on or the uk about the pastors over there and how they had Um, A lot of them, a recent survey they had done at the time, did not believe in the Bible, did not believe in uh, 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 the birth of Christ and many other things. And so uh, last week, I think it was, we did an article on Finland uh, where, uh, you know, the Lutheran church is the main church there, but most of the people now don't go. And Finnish is becoming more of a secular state than anything. And they're having troubles. If you are a, uh, one woman who wrote a uh, wrote a Christian book some 10, 12 years ago has been called for it because she had discussed homosexuality and the biblical definition, you know, of of marriage and various other things. So she got in trouble in Finland over it. And then today, I think it was or yesterday. She had a couple of other things that they had dragged out, and see, this is supposed to be a Christian nation, but it isn't. So, the, there's no doubt, you know, CBN does have a have a point, but the basic thing of it is, as we know uh, from Paul and Second Thessalonians 2, that there will become entire generations of the end time that will reject the love of the truth. And the love of the truth is the fact that, for instance, in uh, John 316, God so loved the world. That's the love of the truth, that he loved the world. And uh, his son so loved his father and so loved us that he came, he gave his life and and was crucified on the, uh, you know, on the cross. Uh, That is the love of the truth, the gospel, the gospel message, the fact that Christ came, he died, he was resurrected from the dead, he's at the right hand of the Father and he's coming in. That whole scenario, uh, people end up uh, getting to the point where they do not believe in it. And so this is very uh, important when we talk about these things. So uh starting out tonight as we look at it it's kind of ironic that westernized christianity uh as i as i depict it from europe and um, the uk to the us to australia australia and uh, you could even go through south america and of course uh, uh catholicism became real uh, strong all the way through south america all the way up uh into the americas that a lot of that has become cold and lukewarm. We've had massive revivals, but uh, you know we seem to have fallen away. And even today, we still see that. And we've got a lot of heresies in the church in America today. And meanwhile, we're talking about Christianity overseas. They're being persecuted, but also we're seeing a growth. Muslims are coming to the Lord. Hindus are coming to the Lord. We're seeing miracles and signs and wonders. So this is the ironic face of it. Those that had Christ are seemingly cold, lukewarm and falling away. And those that didn't have Christ are coming to the Lord. And then there's the Christians who were overseas in ancient churches like the Chaldean Church and uh, many others have seen persecution, their churches wiped out. So there is this diversity of events that's happened to the global church. And all these things uh, have to be considered when we look at it. Um, So up front, we're talking about the Born Alive Bill. And, you know, Tower, it just slays me when I think about people uh, have to pass a bill in order, and this one says, this is Governor Jim Justice, of course, a Republican from West Virginia. I don't know why all the Democrats seem to be, uh, you know, abortionists, (laughs) abortion, you know, they want to abort babies, but, you know, what we're talking about born alive, he signed a bill requiring doctors to provide medical care to a baby that survives an abortion. And that's the born alive bill. You would think that once that they aborted the baby and if the baby lived, uh, they need to provide medical care to it. Well, you, uh, would,
1: you, you would think they would take every measure to save the baby, but because they're aborting the baby, they're murdering it and they want to finish the job. It's h- sickening. It makes me sick to my stomach. This stuff that's going on
0: And see we we Now have New York uh, That's the first one that Has a bill like this uh, That's the opposite of this that You can abort now a baby outside The womb in New York And so make no mistake About it we have a lot of uh, Now cities and states Colorado I, I don't know if they Passed theirs but they're also liberal And uh, they were talking about it So I haven't been tracking all of them, but I can tell you there's a whole pile of them now that want to make it to where if a woman has a baby, they can kill it outside the womb. This is murder. Uh, This is is, uh, blood guilt. And this will be on the heads of America (laughs) and on all those states and all those doctors and all those people who do this.
1: It's horrible. Uncomfortable.
0: It is. It's just sickening that we have to go through this stuff. So that's a born-alive bill, and thank God for Jim Justice, the Republican of West Virginia, who signed the bill, and thank God for uh, their state legislatures that were able to get this thing passed.
1: Yes, thank God there's people standing up for the innocent babies.
0: Well, see in the House it passed uh, uh, unanimously, a ninety-three to five. So that tells you that there's more than just Republicans that wanted this law. There were Democrats too. So that yeah, that's, that's good, good to see. It is. Um, and unless you do have ninety, you know, uh, so many Republicans there. Um, in uh, and of course, uh, let me look at this. Uh, Another one we want to cover up front real quickly here from International Christian Concern is the ethnic Montanarg uh, Vietnamese Christian. Uh, This is a, a person that was released from prison last week. And he had been in prison For 16 years Now the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, We're going to do a story on Asia Bibi. She was in prison for 9 years For something she didn't do She was on death row And we've got an update about it Uh, This young woman went through literal hell And God delivered her out of of death Now here's another one But he was in there for 16 years
1: Oh my
0: goodness He was arrested in April of 2004 He was given an 18-year sentence that was later reduced. He was arrested for launching protests calling for a Protestant church that was shut down by authorities to be reopened. And uh, as those rights were being taken away, people were becoming upset. So I called on everyone to take part in the protests. As a result, I was arrested and sentenced to 18 years in prison. That's the young man that was released now. That comes from free Asia uh he was visited by his family only four times in that whole time that he was oh, behind horrible, and the bottom line of it is is he was a long ways away. His family was poor, couldn't afford it, so there there he went. He now has kidney failure, high blood pressure had a had a hemorrhage in his gastrointestinal tract.
1: And he can
0: only eat a a bowl of rice a day because of the stomach problems. He can't breathe, but, uh, he, his foot is also having problems. He's not in good shape because he's been in this prison for so long, but they've got him released now. And right now he, I mean, as of March 10th, he was with, uh, another Protestant pastor and he was heading to Saigon to, uh, um, Get some medical help. So, you know, when when you sit in America and the West and you've had everything given to you or you worked and you did well, we got food, clothing, shelter. We've got cars, trucks, houses. We've got freedom of religion, especially in America. And, you know, you look at this, these two examples, you need to be thankful and uh, you need to be nice. And you need to understand that it's by the grace of God you have what you have. Uh, Today, America is, is facing coronavirus. You need to wake up and get tough. You need to wake up also and be nice. You need to wake up and repent because this could be God's warning to America that says, I'm not pleased with what you're doing. I got news for you. I've been warning for over two decades about judgment coming to this country. I don't want judgment coming to this country. I want repentance. But I have nothing to do with it. I just am the messenger. But it's an amazing thing to me how many churches and how many Christians today don't fully appreciate the Lord God and his blessings on this country and don't understand that in a second it can all be taken away. And this coronavirus is a perfect example. We had one of the best, best economies in the world. And overnight, we became just like everybody else. And right now, everything has fallen apart. There's all kinds of people unemployed. Major industries are shutting down. And people are dying from this coronavirus. Make no mistake. It's time to think about your spiritual life. And if you're a Christian, you need to think about that and think about what you've been doing. And you need to get yourself right with God. And that's the truth through Jesus Christ.
1: Yes, amen.
0: Now, you know, uh, Tower, as we move on, you know, the one thing that's been on my heart for years, years, when I first started this, um, uh, God spoke to me about the Sudan. That's one of them that are real close to my heart. The other one is North Korea.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And over the years, I've seen and heard testimonies of people that were from there. And it just absolutely astounds me how these people can have faith. Well, this particular one comes out of Open Doors USA. Now, you can give to Open Doors USA. They did have a special little section there or you could give to them uh, exclusively for North Korea. If that fund has all the money it needs, then it'll go to something else. But see, as a believer here in America, you need to make sure you're getting money to organizations that have boots on the ground. Uh, Open Doors has boots on the ground. They work with those who through a lot of risks to their own lives Take stuff into North Korea Now
1: Well you know I do Find it astounding that these people In these countries like North Korea and Especially North Korea and other Places where there's little or no Access to the word How they just believe and keep Believing they've only heard just A small portion of scripture And it's amazing That God How he Works with these people, and they they feel the spirit of God, He draws them to him, and they they stay in there because they know that's the truth. They haven't lived a soft life like we have, and many take it or leave it you know and it doesn't matter, but these people along, they're solid in the Lord, and they believe the power of know.
0: Now, this story is about a young man, and uh, I'm not going to – they don't have his right name, but uh, uh, he said this. He said, oh, sweet Jesus, how long will I need to live like this? He had no idea anyone had heard his whispered prayer. The young man knew that one wrong move could expose his Christian faith. One misplaced prayer. Even working in the fields of the tiny village where he lived could mean a life sentence in one of the prison camps he'd heard about all his life or even death. But someone had heard an older gentleman working in the field couldn't believe what he was hearing. Did this young man just pray to Jesus? Could he be a secret believer? And later he would share with this young man that his heart immediately leapt for joy that day. Now, in the beginning, it was hard because being so cautious, the young man did not have anything to do with him. Even though the older man drew a cross in his palms, the young young guy didn't respond. He told the old man to get lost, and uh, the older man decided he'd wait and look for another opportunity. And one day, it was the next day, in fact, uh, the young man went out to the same field to forage for food. And the older man spotted him and walked nearby, but he began humming an old hymn. You know, I love this part, Tower. (laughs) You you know how I love old hymns, and so do you. You know, I I have a bunch of Tennessee Ernie Ford uh, gospel songs in the garden and so many more. And I just love those. Those are the songs of the church really. And are, I love are. them. And so when he says this young man, um, <coughs> he says the the joy I experienced was amazing. It was such a spiritual moment. See, because he heard him humming this melody. And he, when he first heard it, he was really frightened because there were, you know, if someone heard they could be turned in, he looked around and there was, there was nobody there, but he had learned this him years ago. And so he looked into the face of the older man and could see that that old man had hope. And that he was humming the melody on purpose for me. Now, you can see him looking into the guy's face and the man continuing yeah. to hum it and smiling at the same time. So to make a long story short, they did They did get together, began. Um, the older man invited him to the next underground church meeting. Now, this is another thing I didn't know they had over there is underground churches.
1: Well, I didn't but, either.
0: But you might know it. You know, In the world's uh, closed country One of the worst places They had an underground church And so to make a long story short The young man found his calling Uh, The older man eventually did die And passed on But not before he had laid hands On the younger man to take his place The younger man who had Come to this area uh, He had been taken there By the North Korean authorities Who told him to go there And he was kind of lost And he finally, he finally understood that the Lord had brought him there and he took it upon himself to be a minister, replacing that old man. He had, he went to that, that church that they went to. I mean, this is a wonderful story. I mean, here you are in North Korea and, and you have this go on now. Now this is missions folks. Okay. This is the gospel. What you have in America and many of the Western nations, you know, it's fairy dust compared to the power of the gospel. See, when things are at its toughest, that's when God works. So God sent you or allowed a plague. Now, you see, when I went to Bible school, our teacher at the time in the life of Christ was Brother Ward Williams. And he said, you know, I can live a lot more. I can live better with a tornado that God sent than one that the devil sent. (laughs) Well, whether you believe that or not, it doesn't matter. But the fact of the matter of it is, is coronavirus is here. And as things, if they do get worse, you need to understand one thing from this. And we have covered this a lot of years. And we have seen time and time and time and time again. When things are its worst, when people are facing death, we see miraculous miracles, signs and wonders. Now, you have to put it in your spirit. That when things are bad, that God will make a way. He can make a way. Amen. Now, you could die. I remember years ago talking with my pastor. Many, many years ago. Long time ago, folks. He's been passed on now for a lot of years. I'll be glad to see him again. Good, Great man. Loving man. And we were talking about, and even at that time, I was talking about the end of days and we were talking at the time about storing up food to survive. It's kind of funny. And that was back in 70 mid seventies. That's how far it was. We talked about it then we knew what was coming then folks, this ain't new. So, and, and he was talking and I said, well, we need to store up food. And he says, why do you want to store food? I said, so we can have something to eat. And uh, he says, well, if your neighbors find out and they don't have food, they're going to come over and take it from you. And so we talked for a while about that. And I said, well, if we don't have food, we can't get enough to eat. We're going to starve and die. You know, and I, I was a young believer at that time. And I wasn't very impressed, you see. And he, he smiled and kind of chuckled in his way. He had a glint in his eye and he says, you know, it says in scripture is given unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment, he says, well, if you die of starvation, he says, you're just going to be with the Lord anyway. And so for a young believer, you know, many years ago, uh, that wasn't very comforting. <laughs> but, you know, I'll never forget what he said. Revelation twelve eleven said they overcame by the word of their testimony. Uh, First by the blood of the lamb. They overcame by the blood of the lamb. The word of their testimony. and They loved not their lives. Unto the death. People may die. But in the Hebrews hall of faith. We found that there are some there. That lived. Because their prayers were answered. And they Mm -hmm. had miraculous deliverances. And others were martyred. Because the scripture says. They chose martyrdom. At any rate you need to understand that all of these stories are meant to let you understand that there is real faith. There's a real God, there's real miracles. And in America, you haven't seen the kind of suffering these people have. And if these people can experience the joy of Christ, can experience his spirit and find an underground church in the middle of hell, then, you know, God can provide for you here in America
1: Amen Amen
0: So next up Tower is going to tell you about a young Go ahead Okay.
1: I am not angry at all I've forgiven everyone from my heart and there is no hardness in me There is patience in me because I have learned how to be patient after having to leave my children behind. These are the gracious words of Asiya Bibi, the Christian mother of five who spent nearly eight years on death row in Pakistan, falsely accused of blasphemy charge. And that all started when she was in an orchard picking fruit on a sweltering summer day in 2009, June of 2009. And she was with other Muslim women and They caused a dispute because it was over a shared cup of water. And the Muslim women did not want to drink from a cup that was considered unclean as it had been used by a Christian. Anyway, this culminated in Asiya being accused of insulting Mohammed. My husband was at work. My kids were in school, she recalled. And a mob came and dragged me away. They made fun of me, and I was very helpless. But by faith, Asea was sustained throughout the ordeal of her trial, imprisonment, and eventual acquittal when her tormentors were crying out for her execution. This is the same faith that sustained the early heroes of faith like Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, and Sarah, who were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things God promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And you can find that story in Hebrews chapter 11. And Asia did not seek glory or suffering, but like Abel and the other great men and women of God in the days of old, was faithful to the Lord when tested by him. And now she's resettled in Canada with her family for security reasons. And uh, Asiya said in an interview on February 28th that she still hopes to return to Pakistan one day. It was my country that freed me. That makes me proud, she said. I still respect my country and want to see the day when I will be able to go back. She called on Prime Minister Iram Khan to free anyone, unjustly accused convicted of blasphemy and to ensure the charges are investigated properly. Innocence should not be punished for no reason and people who are innocent in prison should be freed, she said. And in Isia Bibi, we see what Paul described in Romans 5 verses 3 through 5. Suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame, but God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Thank God for that. She's an amazing woman, Dana. She's just an amazing woman of faith. I love
0: this story. But, you know, over the years, um, when Pastor Brunson was in there, we covered him a lot. We prayed for him. Uh, we had uh, some in North Korea that we were praying for. We've had them over the years. You find these stories where someone comes up, and we've had, uh, you know, a number of them that, you know, you, you see this follow through. And she is just wonderful in in that she gives God the glory. Oh, uh, and I I just absolutely thank God. For people like that People like her and her testimony She has a family Uh, She was willing to sacrifice everything God delivered her And she's out giving God the glory She's forgiven her captors
1: That's amazing
0: And folks this is why When we do talk about these things We found out the devil Doesn't care what denomination you belong to If you Are not on his team He's going to kill you if he can't turn you or he's going to try to destroy you. And we've seen that and we've seen the example, you know, when ISIS went through the Middle East. Make no mistake about it. In America, we've got a lot to learn. And we have got to learn that in America, there's not 5,000 different churches. There's one church of Jesus Christ.
1: Amen.
0: And I'm not talking about the Mormons and their Jesus Christ thing. I'm talking about people who truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and have accepted his sacrifice on the cross and believe everything about it and that his father had sent him. And he is at the right hand of the father's coming again. He was resurrected from the dead. You need to look at John chapter 1. Uh, John chapter 3, John chapters uh, 10 through 17, 1 John 1, Romans 3 through 7. These are just a few scriptures. But I thank God for this testimony, and I thank God that we do see these miracles on the mission field, that we see these things. And it's about time in America that we started counting the cost. We started understanding the truth and standing against wickedness. And the church has done more standing recently under Trump than at any other time. Uh, Trump has been a good example for the church and for America because he, if he feels something's wrong, he'll, he will say it. If people hate him, it doesn't matter. But he is the most pro-choice, pro-Israel, pro-Christian, anti-abortion president we have ever had. Make no mistake about it. So at any rate, that's a good story, Tower.
1: Yes, it is. I love hearing that. I'm thankful that she was finally reunited with her family.
0: And that story comes from Barnabas Aid, by the way. Uh, And Barnabas Aid is another good organization that does work with ministries on the ground, make no mistake. Um, and uh, the next one has to do with the prison ministry from Crossroads. It was written, uh, it was a story in Mission, uh, Mission Network News. Um, and it's talking about Richard Cifuente's, Who was on the run? He didn't want to have a third trip to prison, and he was dodging police because they were tracking him on an attempted murder charge. And he called his mother, and his mother told him, The only one who can help you is God. Of course, Richard didn't believe that, although Richard was at the end of his rope. You know, Tower, that's the way God works. Yep. you got to be at the end of your rope. You know it?
1: That's true. A lot of times. That's what it takes with people.
0: And he hadn't prayed a day in his life. But that day, he said, God, if you were real, help me change. 30 minutes later, the cox, cops kicked down his door and put him in handcuffs. Now, that's the answer to prayer. I, I mean, you know, and if you're, you know, he prayed, he says, okay, mom, you may be right. So he prayed, you know, if you're real, help me change. So so the cops kicked down the door and carted him off to jail. So he says, this is testimony, he says, uh, what kind of God do you serve? I'm in jail. He didn't save me. That's what he, call, uh, his,
1: he called his mother, and that's what she, or what he said to her.
0: I think that's so funny. Oh, it you know, is. When you pray, you know, you, you assume, you know, it says, lean not to your own understanding. Trust in him with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. See, uh, his understanding, if it's God's going to save me, he's going to deliver me from the cops
1: and get me out of and I won't have to go to prison.
0: His mother told him that God was saving him, saving him from his own destructive behavior. And of course, that's hard to hear. And uh, he was sentenced to eleven years in prison. And uh, he uh, discovered that God could redeem his. He began studying the Bible, encountered the love of God through reading His Word. He had hunger for the Scripture, and but see what he did. He signed up for a prison ministry, Crossroads Prison Ministry. And he began reading 20 to 30 chapters of the Bible a day.
1: Wow. And he says
0: it changed his life. He then came across Jeremiah 29. It says, but if I say, I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name. His word was in my heart like fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. I Indeed, I cannot. And he said, I realized that God's word was a blazing fire in my heart that cannot be put out. And I've quoted that very same scripture. I've talked about that in regards to the prophet. That was Jeremiah trying to stop speaking the word of God as a prophet to to Judah. Because Judah kept resisting his message. Yeah. God eventually told him to repent. And which he did. So at any rate, Crossroads Prison, and uh, he's on the outside now, Um, and he reads and preaches God's word. He's an ordained evangelist. He has a prison ministry in Texas called Deep in the Word Ministries. And so, you know, this is the way God works. This is the way God works.
1: That's good. Thank
0: God. uh, and we we do thank God for this ministry and for Richard and so we let you know because we want you to understand how important it is you are in the kingdom of God God needs people to help his people who are on the front line It's no yes. different than in our ministry with our websites And what we do, we need people to help us so we can get the word out about what people are doing. You know, that's the way it works. And you look to people to give you a hand to keep things going. But we rejoice over this and these stories tonight. These have been great stories, you know, Tower, just great.
1: They have been. Yes, they have. Builds up your faith when you Understand what others have Gone through for the gospel for the sake Of the gospel
0: Now you know uh, The next story up Is from Myanmar which is Burma Uh, Burma changed its name a long Time ago matter of fact there used to be war And there even the Japs made it into Burma During World War II Um, But When you come across the names you can't Pronounce don't worry about it you just yeah. say pastor, whatever you know. It's you know some of these names we can't uh, begin to pronounce. So go ahead, Tower.
1: Um, these are <clears throat> the. This is the cost of the Myanmar Christians it comes to us from International Christians Concern, and um, the Arkan Army is the one who is fighting these. Burmese and there's a couple different stories and the um, people from ICC went to visit these people there's a shelter that ICC has provided for um, these people that are being persecuted and for teaching for the kids to stay in school but a year ago, a little over a year ago in January 2019 Pastor Yu was taken from his home at gunpoint by the army, who reportedly told him they needed to question him, and he was never heard from again. And on February 1st, his mission organization, Gospel for Asia, confirmed his death. His wife, however, never got to see his body and still hopes for his return. She still has hope that he may be alive, and she says, I just want to see him again. And she burst into tears in distress. And there, um, when the ICC rep asked the 16-year-old eldest son how he was coping, he responded with a silence and blank face. And the shelter administrator jumped in and told him he was, he's unable to answer at the moment. He never talks about his father with anybody. He is so traumatized. And because they've lost the sole breadwinner, it's taken a toll on their family. Um, she, it's difficult with her four-year-old daughter because of uh, the ongoing conflicts in the village. They're without jobs, and the other villagers aren't able to help much with their farms. And um, and it doesn't help that when they harvest their produce, that they're taxed by the army. And the sixteen families that are left in the village are barely making ends meet, and so this pastor's wife is in the midst of a t- titanic struggle to hold her family together. And there's another story that uh, about um, this man, this other pastor. They um, <clears throat> excuse me. They came to this pastor's house, and when he stepped outside, the re- re- rebels reportedly tied him up, dragged him away, and his remains were found two months later in a nearby forest. His wife, Daw, fled to the house of her son-in-law, and ICC has been assisting her with funds to build a home in the compound so she can have her own place to live with her daughter. And as soon as we arrived, one of her five children welcomed, welcomely warmed them. She had limited English, but they expressed her gratitude. They're thankful for what ICC has been able to do. And um, while they interviewed the pastor's wife, Daw, she remained calm throughout the whole interview. She has sleeping problems since her hus- husband's Abduction, and sometimes she feels like she's going insane. She says, "I remember vividly what happened to him, and I w- I am unable to forget." So she suffered a great deal because of this, and um, we just really need to remember these people, the Burmese.
0: You know, there's so much of this going on, you know, around the world.
1: Oh, it's horrible. It's unbelievable. I can't believe all the stories that we have every week that we report on every week. And that's just barely touching the tip of the iceberg.
0: Oh, it is. Yeah, these are just the ones we can we do. You know, there, there are a lot of, of uh, examples all over the world, everywhere.
1: There is.
0: You know, and so Myanmar, my be sure to pray for the believers there. And, of course, the other thing that we have, because we covered uh, ISIS going through the Middle East. One of the places, of course, we covered was the Nineveh Plains. We covered that there when the Yazidis were getting slaughtered in genocide, when the Christians were also had to run and was up there and trying to flee from ISIS. And a matter of fact, it was the Kurds in both cases that actually helped them escape. Uh, And, of course, it's the Kurds who are living, uh, you know, in one part of Syria up towards Kobani and in Kobani, And then, of course, the other part over in Iraq. Uh, Now, it was Saddam who actually gassed the Kurds in in Iraq. And it's Turkey's Erdogan who is trying to drive them out of Syria, along with the Christians out of there and other Muslims. So it's a big mess there. But see here the problem you have is in the midst of everything, uh, you have Iran, Iranian back groups. Um, and they're known as the popular mobilization forces, but they now control the towns uh, that the ancestors, meaning the Christians and Nineveh Christians who had been there for a long time, these Chaldean Christians go, way, 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 way back in, in this particular. So you, so you have a lot of stuff going on here. you got Christians who had been there for hundreds and hundreds of years. You have now the fact that these other mobilization forces now um, have taken it. And of course there is problems with this because there are how they treat these Christians. It's, you know, Um, One thing that that these militia would do, there's a a particular young man who works in an electricity shop. Uh, This militia, he says, frankly speaking, if they had the chance, they'd take everything from us. If they have the chance to attack, they'd do more damage than ISIS did. And Christian business owners in particular are targeted. Uh, and so this is, you know, I mean, ISIS was gone, is gone, but it's still a mess over there because Iran has the forces, and of course, in Iran, Christians are persecuted like no never before. Uh, and of course, here we are now today, and in this country, it's even worse now because now they've got another problem. I've seen recent reports that they are absolutely, they have got. Uh, the coronavirus in these areas now in Iraq and Syria. And this is making it even worse because there's not uh, any uh, facilities, not many medical facilities at all. Well, and you of know, course.
1: Yesterday I read a report that they were letting all the people out of prison because the prisons are <clears throat> full of this virus. So that's just going to yeah. spread more to the country, letting them out.
0: Yeah, I know
1: So that's and so,
0: Well, you know and, and so this is You know, you have areas You have um, uh, You have Afghanistan You have Iraq You have Syria You have Libya uh, These four countries Have been in the throes of Upset, upheaval Civil war And more and the one that we kind of look at, because Libya has been kind of quiet, not many reports coming out of there, but in Syria and Iraq and Afghanistan are the three countries that are just a mess right now. And so when you add on the fact that the coronavirus is coming in, you you just don't have now a militia treating you like a second class citizen, you've got a disease that frankly don't care whether you're militia or whether you're just a Christian or even a Muslim, it doesn't care. Uh, And that's one thing about the virus. That's one thing about this plague, this pandemic. It doesn't care who you are, folks. If it can kill you, it wants to, I mean, it will. So it's, Understanding here now That God is able to heal and deliver Now I know we don't see tons of this But we have covered this On the mission field All the stories And the reports that come in From viable sources And there are miracles and signs and wonders that go on I know for a fact In our life What we've experienced What we've seen God can heal There is deliverance Amen. And so it's nonsense For Christians to throw up their hands And think oh I'm going to die Because of this sickness That's a bunch of hogwash Not to mention the fact That in our ministry We also practice A lot of other things Like proper eating techniques Knowing the foods that can heal your body And things like this And uh, So that's why on our um, Instagram account, I have a number of doctors, professionals, that deal in functional healing that have had tremendous success. And they're dealing and finding healings for people that uh, predominantly uh, all they do is change their diet and their bodies change and heal. Uh, That's not uh, brag. That's not lie. That's fact. These are documented facts Mm -hmm. So the bottom line of it is Is that uh, The foods help your body And work with your body To enable your body to heal itself So Having said all that You got brothers and sisters In these areas in the Middle East You need to pray for them And pray Mm -hmm. that God will strengthen them And provide for them and so we're coming down. We've got uh, a number of minutes left, and uh, we're pretty much uh, going to be uh, just wrapping her up now. But, uh, you know, it, these stories today, you know, when we listen to these real lives, you have got to sense um, what they're facing Not to mention the fact You have to have compassion And love for them You need to tell her to be quiet
1: Sadie quit No
0: Okay You gotta excuse our dog She don't know we're on the air She just <laughs> bored to death She's a witness uh, So at any rate Remember the church, the persecuted church, and pray for them. And if you can give money to some of these organizations, right. do it. Pray about it. And the ones we gave are just some of them. There are many others, but make sure they have boots on the ground. Make sure you know. Uh, the WIBR worn Radio on our social sites or anywhere, we do not give out any funds to anybody except to um, documented agencies on the ground that we know, uh, and so. Also,
1: um, amidst this coronavirus, um, Samaritan's Purse is sending out what was it, twenty thousand um, doctors? What are they called? They're not. They're in school training. What do you call them?
0: Uh, th- th- those are, um, they're not doctors yet. They're they're students and they're training be to be doctors. doctors. Yeah. They're interns. They're interns. <clears throat>
1: interns. There you go. Thank you. They're, yeah. um Samaritan's Purse is sending out 20,000 to Italy and they're setting up a hospital there to help fight this coronavirus. So this is- I do serious. have an update. <clears throat> okay, good.
0: The update is from the young woman that's in charge of that. I don't know. She's in probably maybe 30. I don't know how old she is. But uh, they had arrived, this video today that I saw, it was of her giving it. I don't know how old it was. But they were putting together the field uh, tent, getting everything, unloading all the supplies. And she was saying everybody around them was so ecstatic that they showed up to help them. So they've not only have all these interns, which is 2100, the number i seen, and all of Samaritan's Purse. Now, see, Samaritan's Purse is around the world. That's an organization that, that we give to as well. And that is a good, stable organization. And uh, so make no mistake. You know, that's another reason that we need to make sure America stays where God will bless it. And killing innocent babies is not a way to get God's blessing, I can assure you. Sure. Because if, this, if something happens to this nation, if something happens to the people who, who uh, suddenly have no income, then these big organizations trying to bring the love of Christ and to help people in their need couldn't do what they're doing. The arm is extended, folks. You can't go, but they go. And I thank God for them. Pray for all these ministries and those who are on the ground um, facing the darkness. Is something you can watch for free on Tubi. You can watch for it. Watch it for free on um, Amazon Prime. Uh, you can watch it uh, on. Uh, let's see uh, Netflix. It used to be there. That is Samaritan's Purse on the ground facing. A uh, very incredibly tough disease, and how they made it through, even when some of their own uh, seemed to be infected with it. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So we got to go now.
1: Well, everybody, I I want to admonish you to be careful out there. Keep yourself safe. Do all you can to protect yourself from this virus, and and we love you. We pray for you. We want you to be safe and healthy May God bless you in all that you do And please join us tomorrow night For Sound the Shofar
0: Thank you folks Go with God Be safe Blessings Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren
1: Radio.